Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, gay men in Malaysia have been sentenced to months in prison and being whipped with a cane in public for having sex at a private residence. A gay teen heard the slur faggot one time too many and took care of it. And get ready, small town America, the queens are coming. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. The latest polling from Monmouth University for the upcoming Iowa caucuses show out Mayor Pete Buttigieg in the top spot for the first time. He edges former Vice President Joe Biden by three points and Senator Elizabeth Warren by four points. Senator Bernie Sanders landed in fourth position nine points behind Mayor Pete. Here are the results of the latest poll. Mayor Pete Buttigieg drew 22% support. In the number two position, former Vice President Joe Biden drew 19% support. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren got 18% support, and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders got 13% support. All of the other candidates in the Democratic field registered only single digits. That would include Senator Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota getting 5%, and Senator Kamala Harris from California, billionaire Tom Steyer, and entrepreneur Andrew Yang all drew 3%. Now, those numbers show an increase of 14 points for Buttigieg since Monmouth's last poll in August, when he garnered just 8%. The South Bend mayor's gains since the summer have been across the board, with increasing support coming from nearly every demographic group, reports Monmouth University polling. Patrick Murray, director of the independent Monmouth University Polling Institute, said... Buttigieg is emerging as a top pick for a wide variety of Iowa Democrats. While he's made nominally bigger gains among older caucus goers, you really can't pigeonhole his support to one particular group. He's doing well with voters, regardless of education or ideology. Now, it goes without saying that a first or second place finish in Iowa would seriously underscore Buttigieg's standing among the current crop of Democratic White House hopefuls. Mayor Pete is the first openly gay candidate to have a serious shot at the Democratic presidential nomination. That said, only 28% of likely caucus-goers say that they're firmly set on their choice of candidate. The majority of respondents indicated they would not be overly disappointed if they had to switch their support. There are easily identifiable reasons for the upswing in Buttigieg's standing. One, The 37-year-old mayor has begun to cast himself as an option for moderate Democrats who are also looking at Biden. Two, when the Buttigieg campaign announced its top fundraising numbers after the second quarter, $24.8 million, his team announced they would put that money to use, which they have. Buttigieg has more than 100 staffers and over 20 organizing offices across Iowa, more than any other candidate. However, 
It's worth noting that despite laying out a detailed policy platform to help African Americans he calls the Douglas Plan, he faces an uphill battle in attracting the support of black voters, both nationally and in South Carolina, where the third primary voting will be held. African Americans make up about two-thirds of Democratic voters in the Palmetto State. It's been 31 years since a Democrat won the nomination without majority black support. Five Malaysian men in Kuala Lumpur have been sentenced to at least six months in prison and being whipped with a cane for attempting to have gay sex, according to Reuters. Additionally, the men have been fined approximately $1,100 for the charges. The men, along with seven others, were arrested last November during a raid at a private apartment and convicted of, quote, attempting to have intercourse against the order of nature, which is a crime under Islamic laws. Five of the remaining seven men will face sentencing later this month. Calling the sentences a gross injustice, LGBTQ activist Newman Afifi, who attended the sentencing, told news site Malay Mail that the sentences were outrageous and would create a culture of fear. Two Malaysian women were caned in September 2018 as well for attempting lesbian sex in a car. That was the report. The caning of women is banned under civil law, but some Islamic states allow it under Sharia law. At the time, Amnesty International issued a statement saying the canings marked an appalling day for human rights in Malaysia. Malay Mail notes that sodomy is a crime under Malaysia's regular criminal code as well as under Islamic law. However, it's apparently rare for citizens to be found guilty of the crime. Malaysia provides no legal protections for LGBTQ individuals. Those arrested for same-sex encounters face up to 20 years in prison, as well as fines and whippings. Jordan Steffi had had enough. In his Twitter bio, Jordan writes, Don't let one word define who you are. He had been called faggot one time too many and was done. The high school junior in LaPorte, Indiana, says that he's been the victim of homophobic bullying since he came out in seventh grade. Steffi shared with Insider.com that a classmate recently posted a homophobic message on Snapchat using a photo of him. He told Insider he made an anti-gay post with a picture of me on it, saying how he hated gays and a bunch of throwing up emojis all over it. I walked up to him and said, why did you post that? He said, it was just a post. And I said, well, it's not just a post, it's a post about me, saying how you dislike who I am and I don't appreciate that. He went on to say, okay, but what are you going to do about it? Steffi says, he told the boy... I'm not going to deal with this. This is the last time I've called anything. And then the bully said, What are you going to do about it, faggot? And that's when Steffi had had it. What followed was the slap scene round the world. Video of Steffi standing up to his bully and not backing down has gone viral and been viewed more than two million times on Twitter in less than two days. In subsequent responses to others, Jordan was surprised by the huge show of support he got, saying, I really can't believe people actually are telling me that it was okay to stick up for myself. I honestly was just looking for an apology. But he acted like it was no big deal, and that has been the word to define me since seventh grade. Apparently, the fallout was the school suspended him and the bully. 
but Jordan Steffi's suspension was longer due to the fighting. Jordan added, I'm taking it as a lesson to not be anyone's doormat and to leave your shoes at the door. One Twitter user asked him if he was okay and he answered with a resounding yes. I'm good better than ever. I honestly can't thank people enough for all the support. Thank you for taking the time to check. One parent wrote, As a mom, I think you did good. And Jordan responded, saying that his mother totally had his back. He shared that while his mom doesn't condone fighting, she felt it was okay to stand up not only for himself, but for others as well. In fact, because his mother didn't like the way the school administration handled the event, Jordan says she's decided to homeschool Jordan. As folks offered their support, Jordan said he doesn't think he's any better than any person just because he stuck up for himself. He went on to add he wants other kids who are going through the same thing day in, day out from friends, classmates, and random people to stick up for themselves and to have confidence. And the collective consciousness of bullied LGBTQ students around the world rose up and cheered on Twitter. I wish I could read to you all of the thousands of tweets that were posted in support of Jordan. I encourage you to go to therandyreport.com and read the collection that I posted. But I will say this, my favorite, and it's one of the first I posted, was from Dr. John Paul on Twitter, who wrote, When I say this baby slapped him with the hands of Harvey Milk and every ancestor at Stonewall, dot, dot, dot. I want to be clear that violence shouldn't have to be the answer. But, as I see the huge outpouring of support for Jordan, there are a lot of folks out there who understand and connect to this scenario all too well. And a personal side note to this story. In journalism, they tell reporters not to be the story. But I have to say, I wrote this story for Instinct Magazine on Saturday morning when I saw it on Twitter unfolding. And it has subsequently gone viral and garnered over 600,000 views (laughs) on the Instinct Magazine website, as well as several thousand views on therandyreport.com. The reason I bring this up is, first, I've never had a story go viral, and it was encouraging to see so many people connect with this. As a gay man who was bullied my entire high school career, where I heard the word faggot just about every day in the halls and in classes, I connected with it. And on Facebook and in Twitter, I saw other people, LGBTQ people, gay men in particular, who heard the word faggot repeatedly, repeatedly beating them down in high school. In reflecting on the story, I don't mention this to make this about me, but I want to say this is the kind of story and the kind of response that heartens me, because when I got into journalism almost nine years ago, these are the kind of stories that I wanted to tell Stories of empowerment, stories of people standing up for themselves, and stories of people being proud of who they are. This episode, and the overwhelming response to it, reminded me of that. The Kentucky State Supreme Court has ruled in favor of a Lexington print shop owner who refused to make LGBTQ pride t-shirts because of his religious beliefs. Back in 2012, Hands On Originals print shop declined to make a t-shirt bearing a design that read Lexington Pride Festival. That was it. Lexington Pride Festival. No go gay. No let's have gay sex. Lexington Pride Festival. Now, the owner of the company, Blaine Adamson, 
told reporters after hearing before the state Supreme Court he couldn't produce the shirts because the message, Lexington Pride Festival, goes against my conscience. He said, because of my Christian beliefs, I can't promote that. Specifically, it's the Lexington Pride Festival, the name, and that it's advocating pride in being gay and being homosexual, and I can't promote that message. It's something that goes against my belief system. But the city of Lexington's Fairness Ordinance prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation in issues relating to housing, employment, and, here we go, folks, public accommodation. That means being served by businesses. So, the local gay and lesbian services organization filed a complaint with the Lexington Fayette Urban County Human Rights Commission, claiming that Adamson unfairly discriminated in declining the t-shirt order. According to the Courier-Journal, the Human Rights Commission ordered hands-on originals to print the shirts and attend diversity training classes. Adamson, represented by the virulently anti-LGBTQ legal organization Alliance Defending Freedom, appealed his case and won at both the circuit court and state court appeals level. This past August, his case landed at the state Supreme Court, which is now decided in Adamson's favor, but on a technicality. The state high court dismissed the case, ruling that the Lexington Gay and Lesbian Services Organization lacked standing to sue the t-shirt company because the GLSO wasn't the party denied service by hands-on originals. The individual who originally placed the order and was turned away would have been the correct party to file suit, according to the court's ruling. Justice Lawrence Van Meter of Lexington wrote for the court's majority, Without a proper complainant, no determination can be made as to whether the ordinance was violated. While this result is no doubt disappointing to many interested in this case and its potential outcome, the fact that the wrong party filed the complaint makes the discrimination analysis almost impossible to conduct, including issues related to freedom of expression and religion. Raymond Sexton, executive director for the Human Rights Commission, told the press he is reviewing the Supreme Court's ruling and will discuss any possible further action at the next meeting of the commission. Last week, the UK TV show Strictly Come Dancing put the spotlight on two male dancers partnering together in a routine. The reality competition series, a precursor to ABC's Dancing with the Stars in the United States, gave professional dancers Johannes Radebe and Graziano De Prima a solo spot during a production number showcasing Emily Sandy's singing Shine. Radebe, who was eliminated the week before with his celebrity partner Catherine Tildesley, grew up in South Africa and is openly gay. In an interview with Hello Magazine, he said, I've never felt so liberated. For the first time, I feel accepted for who I am. That says so much about the people of this country. To be able to dance with a friend I respect and adore is joyous. There's a bromance galore between us, but there were no male and female roles, just free movement. It was beautiful, classy, and elegant. In advance of the performance, the 32-year-old dancer shared with The Sun that a same-sex dance would never have happened when he was dancing on the South African edition of Strictly Come Dancing. Growing up in Johannesburg, Radebe said he was bullied from an early age and was called names like Sissy Boy frequently. 
at the age of 17, he was attacked with a baseball bat by a boy at school who called him faggot. That journey to now made this performance that much more meaningful for him. He explained, When I got to the UK, it was beautiful. For the first time, I felt liberated. It's just people accepting you for who you are, no matter what you do. So now, I feel more confident and comfortable because of my surroundings. Rodaby posted photos of himself and DePrima with the caption, Love Knows No Boundaries, with rainbow and heart emojis, and tagged DePrima. DePrima, who's heterosexual, he proposed to his girlfriend live on stage earlier this year, also celebrated the moment, taking to Twitter writing, Representation always matters. Unforgettable moment dancing with you, Johannes Rodaby. The response on social media to the same-sex pair was mixed, ranging from euphoria, including praise from former champion Joe McFadden, to some naysayers. In the positive column, one comment read, So two men danced together, and the world didn't end. Well done. Another, Same-sex professional couple dancing on Strictly, and I feel like my heart is going to burst. Yes. And former Strictly professional dancer Robin Windsor scolded the negative comments, asking people to just enjoy the artistry. He wrote, this was absolutely stunning. I'm appalled at some of the comments. I mean, come on, people. It's two people dancing together, and very well. Can you not just enjoy the artistry? I'll have a link where you can watch the full performance at therandyreport.com. Get ready, small-town America. The queens are coming. HBO Network has announced a new unscripted TV series titled We're Here, starring RuPaul's Drag Race alumni Bob the Drag Queen, Eureka O'Hara, and Shangela. Over six episodes, the trio of RuPaul's Drag Race royalty will travel to small towns across the country with the goal of empowering local communities with the magic of drag. Each installment of the series will feature a different town where locals will be recruited to participate in a one-night-only drag show. The three queens will work to inspire their drag daughters to step out of their comfort zone. I'm getting a kind of Queer Eye slash Tu Wong Fu vibe here, folks. Creator and executive producer Johnny Ingram says, We're bringing the art of drag into small-town America in an effort to make connections in unexpected places. Nina Rosenstein, executive vice president for HBO Programming, said in a statement, Drag is about confidence and self-expression. We are so thrilled to showcase the transformative power of the art form with our audience. All three drag queens will contribute as consulting producers on the series with Ingram and co-creator executive producer Stephen Warren. Look for We're Here to debut on HBO in spring 2020. The 24th annual Where We Are on TV report from GLAAD shows a record high of 10.2% of broadcast television series regulars, up from last year's 8.8%, are LGBTQ. And for the first time, there are more LGBTQ female characters, regular and recurring, than male. 53% were women and 47% were men. Here's a few more stats from the report. 52% of LGBTQ characters, regular and recurring, on broadcast television are people of color. 48% of LGBTQ characters on cable are people of color. 
and 41% of LGBTQ characters on streaming platforms are people of color. Across all platforms tracked, broadcast cable and streaming, the total number of transgender characters increased to 38 from 26 the year before. 9% of LGBTQ characters on broadcast television were Latinx, 22% were Black, and 8% were Asian Pacific Islander. Netflix had the highest number of LGBTQ characters among streaming services. Showtime was the most LGBTQ-inclusive of cable networks, and The CW had the most LGBTQ characters on network television. Glad uses the data from the Where We Are on TV report in work throughout the year to advocate leaders in the TV industry to include more diverse and substantive LGBTQ representations that accelerate acceptance. For more information, I'll have a link in the show notes to the report. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.